0: Hello welcome to John's Author Diary of the Week ending November the 15th, 2020. I have had a busy week. I've been working hard to get the last book of the Ravenglass Chronicles done. I would say I'm about two-fifths of the way through, so I'm approaching the halfway point. I've got it to a stage where I would say the first quarter is now finished completely and then the rest of it I need to do a bit of a rewrite, bit of a redraft on those. It's felt like slow going, but I'm really focused on getting this right because obviously this is the last book in the series there's a lot of things to reveal a lot to tie up and all that kind of thing but I'm really pleased with how it is going now if you've been following these podcasts over the last year you'll know that I've been going back and forth about ideas for what I'm going to do next and the way my mind is this week is there's a very good chance that I'm going to write more in the Ravenglass Chronicles So what I'm going to do is look to the minor arcana in the tarot to inspire the next story. So I I still want to use the main character, still want to use the same world, the same places, that kind of thing, but it might be that it's set a few years in the future, a new set of challenges arises, and so I can do four different series that follow my main character through her life. So we have got this first story, that is going to end, and then the next story Will work as a standalone story, so if you've not read the Raven Chronicles, then you can go into this next series and any of the others, but they'll all work as a longer sequential series, if that makes sense. Now, when I've looked at this before, I was a bit concerned about how I was going to use some of the court cards, because most tarot cards point to a kind of event or a feeling. The court cards, which are your page, knight, king, queen of pentacles, of swords, of wands, of cups they are more like characters. I didn't know how to integrate them into an X series, which is why I felt resistance. So what I'm going to do, or at least what what I'm thinking at the moment, is I'm going to use those cards to inspire characters in the story. Whereas the Ravenglass Chronicles has been 22 episodes, including the prequel, each of these will be a 10-episode series. So it'll go from, you know, the Cups will be ace of cups to ten of cups and this feels really right to me i've been thinking to myself oh i need to do a flagship series and i'm already doing it why why didn't i think that this is something that i'm already doing so yeah i'm gonna think about that I've, I've already started doing a lot of planning a lot of looking at the cards figuring them out trying to see how this will work and i think i can do it i think there's uh a story that is starting to form in my mind. So there's going to be a big overarching story and then there'll be the four long stories and then there'll be shorter stories within that. What that means about the other series, the Assassin one, is that can wait. So in terms of reading, I've been reading a book called Seven Basic Plots. So this is a analysis of the different types of stories that can be told. This book's huge. I think the audiobook's about 36 hours long. So I'm about halfway through that. I've also been listening to a book called the dark side of the enlightenment you know we hear about the enlightenment with science and things like that so this is about the more esoteric side of it it's very interesting it's fascinating in fact so i'd recommend checking it out again i'm about halfway through that this week i did a speech for the morecambe and lancaster speakers club so i've been doing this now since the summer i've been doing a zoom meeting every week And so I did a speech this week about Roald Dahl, so that was a lot of fun. So on the end of this, what I'm going to do is put the audio that I recorded for my speech on Roald Dahl. So if that is something you're interested in, you can give that a listen. I also watched the All Elite Wrestling Full Gear pay-per-view, which was also a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this show. It's nice to see something that's fun and stupid and entertaining while we're in the midst of a pandemic and a fraught American election. So next week then, I'm going to carry on working on the Ravenglass Chronicles. I'm hoping that I'll be near the end by the end of next week. But we'll see how it goes. I'm in no rush. I should have the story finished by the end of the month at the latest. And then I could start looking at outlining the next series. And doing things like ordering covers and things like that. Finally, book 20 of the Ravenglass Chronicles has just gone live. So this is Judgment. So until next time, cheerio. My speech tonight is called Biff Squiggled. I want to start off by asking you all, what was your favourite book as a child? What stories have stuck with you growing up? For me, it was C.S. Lewis and The Lion, The Witch and the Wardrobe, and Ted Hughes's The Iron Man. But I think the author who stuck with me the most, and is still someone I love today, is Roald Dahl. He's one of the few children's authors at his time who celebrated curiosity, celebrated wonder and adventure. He basks in language. The title of this thing is called Biff Squiggled. That was one of Roald Dahl's 500 made-up words that appeared throughout his texts. So, Biff means confused. He's also got words like Gobblefunk, Scrumdigliumptious. Whiz-popping, and trogglehumpers. He gives us a sense of awe. Anyone who has read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the sight of the chocolate factory, the chocolate waterfall that turns into a river and the umpa lumpers and the lollipops made out of candy and the great glass elevator that bursts out of the factory and flies across the town. And then you've got the strangeness of his first novel, where a little boy called James travels around in a giant peach and he's got friends who are insects. My personal favourite, and it's a book that I've introduced my son to, over Halloween, was the book The Witches. Now, I've still got memories of my mum reading this book to me as a kid and it's scaring the life out of me. The idea that women could hunt down, kill children, turn them into mice... Get them trapped in paintings. This was horrible to me. And I was sure. I was convinced. That a woman who lived across from me. Was a witch. So every time I saw her. She scared the crap out of me. (laughs) But. They're not just kids stories. They're more than that. They're fables. They're moral tales. They're filled with lessons about life. But they don't do it in a preachy way. They show you. How adults can be absurd. How children can be cruel. But they also show the brightness, the kindness of humanity. I mean, who can forget characters like Mrs Trunchbull, Matilda's head teacher, who throws children into cupboards and swings them round the head like a shot put. Or the grand high witch, the beautiful woman, who tears off a rubber mask to reveal a demonic form beneath. And then you have people like little Charlie, Charlie Bucket, the kid who's got nothing and gets everything. And how does he get it? Through honesty, through integrity. And then you you have the other children shown against him. Who have we got? We've got Augustus Gloop, the fat, greedy kid who has his comeuppance because he falls into a river of chocolate that he's trying to drink. If that was out today, he would probably get accused of fat-shaming. But that's like saying Veruca Salt is brat-shaming. He writes about the dark side of humanity. This isn't stuff for kids' books, is it? He writes about murder, about kidnap, about abuse. Horrible things. But they're good things for children to understand the world. To get a glimpse of the other side of life. You know, I've got an eight-year-old son. What have they got today? They've got Pokemon. What does Pokemon do? Pokemon teaches you to train animals to fight. And then you've got to catch them all. It's like a consumerist thing, isn't it? And, and there's thousands of the things. There used to be, I think, 150 when it first came out. There's now over a thousand. And then you've got something like CBBS, which is what the children are brought up on now. I think it's from the five-year-olds by the BBC. And everyone talks with a really pleasant voice. They're all very clean, very sanitised, very, very middle class. And then this is a show called Yo Gabba Gabba. And this is like a LSD nightmare where these primary coloured monsters sing about how you should eat broccoli, how... You shouldn't bite your friend. How you should wear your seatbelt and listen to grown-ups. This isn't the morality of Roald Dahl. This isn't the fable. This is just getting kids to conform. And I hate that. So, my son, he's eight. I'm teaching him, using Roald Dahl, about morality, about being a good person. I'm not interested in Peppa Pig. It's Roald Dahl all the way for me.